0: Welcome to the Pulse of the Prairies podcast brought to you by Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Each month, this podcast tackles the topics that are important to pulse crop farmers, including market opportunities, market access and trade policy developments, innovative agronomic approaches, transportation, and other relevant topics to Saskatchewan growers. My name is Amber Johnson, and I'm the Director of Marketing and Communications for Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Today's podcast features Leslie Kelly, a founder of the Do More Egg Foundation, a not-for-profit organization focusing on mental health and agriculture across Canada. SCC has recently partnered with Do More Egg to support their efforts in this area and to show support and advocacy for local growers. Thanks for joining us today, Leslie. Thank you for having me. This is exciting to be on the podcast. Well, we're excited to chat with you. you. Uh, for the next uh, little bit here. But, you know, let's just get into it. Why don't you tell me more about, you know, how the Do More Egg Foundation really came to be?
1: Yeah, we are a fairly new organization. We launched in January of 2018. And myself and a few other people from Saskatchewan were having conversations prior to that about mental health. And, what happened was my girlfriend, fellow farmer from Saskatchewan, Kim Keller, she put out a tweet and it was a tweet she shared. She was quite nervous to share it, but what kept her up at night was how someone had come to her through, through Twitter on, online. She had never met them and they were looking for resources to help a fellow family whose farmer had died by suicide and they couldn't find resources to help that family. So she put out this tweet saying that farm stress is real and suicide is real and we need to be talking about this in agriculture. Our farmers are hurting. And that tweet really exploded. And my husband and I had been watching this conversation online unfold and we both had our own stories. So we thought, you know, let's help this conversation and show our real, our truth and how we thought that we were alone. We thought that uh, there was no help. Um, and we shared through a video, my husband, who is living with anxiety, mainly attributed to farm stress. I shared that I had postpartum depression, and the reception we got from that video was amazing. Um, people from all over the world. Um, in and outside of agriculture, really, you know, sharing their stories with us, um, looking for hope. And that was an eye-opener to say, hey, something needs to be done. There needs to be more help for our farmers. So that was the beginning conversations of Do More. And then uh, two years later, um, here we are chatting, um, you know, bringing in more partners like SAS Pulse, um, breaking down that stigma, bringing more awareness and resources to our farmers across all of Canada. That's so great. And thank you for
0: sharing those personal stories. You know, you mentioned your your friend Kim. Did you did you know her beforehand or is that someone who's kind of been, you know, a social media friend throughout this? I know there's, you know, quite a strong network online I think of growers who who connect but maybe have never met and, and still kind of seek that support from from people online as well. So, um mm-hmm. just wondering if what that connection was like for you guys before.
1: Yeah, and that's uh, one of the great things about uh, social media is you get to meet people outside your proximity or your small town, and and meet people that you might have the same values and um, you know the same passions. And that's where originally I met Kim was online. You know, seeing her co-found Farm at Hand, seeing her also co-found Saskatchewan Women in an Egg. I, I was always a huge fan highly respected and it wasn't until we moved back to Saskatchewan I think about in 2014-15 that was when I finally got to meet Kim in the flesh at a Women in Egg event and from then on um, we became very very dear friends and so that was where when she started to have these conversations online about mental health I really wanted to help support her because she does such amazing things for our industry.
0: That's great that's a great story of you know that that online network uh, really creating strong strong initiatives and and some great stories out of it. That that's great to hear.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Are, are there any other stories that you wanted to share about how you know mental health has really impacted you and your loved ones personally? That that really helped to kind of build the need in your mind for for an initiative like this.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I would say, and I share this with people because, you know, 10 years ago, I didn't know much about mental health. Um, I was a person, you know, if there was a group and there was a joke about, you know, mental illness, I'd be the person that would sit back and and laugh because there was stigma. I didn't know what, what to do. And it wasn't until, and I would say even I wasn't as empathetic of a person either. I didn't know the signs and the symptoms to look for it wasn't really talked about. If it was talked about, the conversation was hushed. So it wasn't until I went through my own um, uh, my own struggles of having postpartum depression after our second child, Copeland, was born. And uh, my husband was the one that said, you know, something's going on, you aren't your usual self. How can we help? What What can we do? And then shortly after, My husband started to really have debilitating anxiety, having panic attacks in the tractor, panic attacks in the cab of the combine and uh, in the camper because we were separated. He farmed about two hours away from us when we were living in Regina and the toll of farm stress, um, we were under some financial hard times with it being really, really wet and losing acres and then being away from his family really took a toll. And my, my brother also is living with post-traumatic stress disorder after coming upon, unfortunately, a very tragic accident and is living with anxiety too. And then even on the physical front, my dad is battling cancer and that's a, a physical disease, but, but seeing him battle and how it's really impacted his mental health and is living with anxiety and depression through, through that, um, battle has really helped our family, you know, talk more about mental health. It put mental health on the forefront of farm conversations and knowing more about mental health, how we can support each other has really helped our family and our farm come closer together. That's so excellent. Thank
0: you for sharing that. I think these are stories that, you know, a lot of people can relate to on the farm or not. And and again, talking about it is so important. Um, I, I think we see that, you know, these kinds of conversations are coming more to the forefront in, in, you know, the general media with a lot of nationwide kind of initiatives and and programs. And, you know, I think that's translating slowly to the farming community. But I think there, like you, you said, there is still this stigma that is there. And we talk a lot about that. Can you share a little bit more about, you know, the stigma and what we're trying to overcome
1: into just having that conversation more broadly in the community? Yeah, like I knew the stigma was there, but it wasn't until even my husband uh, was going through um, these panic attacks and really having a hard time, and uh, it, it was hard for him to open up. And after he did and had the courage to say, hey, I need help, um, we had some really good conversations as to how hard it was for him to raise his hand. It was because the it's a mental illness, and the mental illness, um, makes you believe certain things, that you aren't worth it, that you don't matter, that you're less than. And he said he felt less less of a father. He wasn't um, a very good farmer. He wasn't a good teammate. And those simply, you know, they're they're not true. And I look at him as being the most courageous person to have the courage to stay, be vulnerable and say those things because it can be it can be really, really hard. And when it comes to stigma within agriculture, it's, it's the same. It's, that, it's the notion of the stoic, heroic, show no signs of weakness farmer, because if you show signs of weakness, that means you're not a very good farmer. And, and we all know that's simply not the case because mental health is part of all of us. It's part of our makeup. And in agriculture, it's not if we go through hard times, it's when we go through hard times. And my family and I, we thought that we were alone. We thought that we were the only ones that would go through these struggles. And after sharing our story and hearing so many others, um, it's something, mental health is something that we can all relate to, we can all connect to in mental health, because no one knows what another farmer goes through than another farmer. Now,
0: you, you offer Do More Egg around three essential pillars, awareness, community, and research. Can you share a bit more about
1: those three pillars and how
0: you kind of came up with them?
1: Yeah, we came up with those pillars uh, just prior to the launch of Do more, The The co-founders uh, sat down in a room for a day and we hunkered down and we went through, you know, just like building a business. Who are we focusing on? What is our goal? What can we do to really help? What is the need? And we came upon these three pillars. Um, the first one is awareness, the second one is community, and the third one is research. We've now, um, after being in business for for two years, we've updated them to awareness, community and resources. But these were really easy for us to to point or pin, pinpoint as to where we could really help our farmers, And we first and foremost know that. Uh, we don't know a lot about mental health in in our industry, and we're here to create and build awareness because building awareness breaks that stigma, and it's really the first step in building that lasting and real impact for our industry so we're we're building awareness through a few initiatives and that you know, being at events, taking part at events, sharing more resources and tools and information online through campaigns, um, what other people in the industry are doing, what other um, supporters are doing, and even outside of agriculture to remove those barriers. And the second pillar that we are focusing on is building community. Community we know is it's part of agriculture, it's why agriculture is so amazing. I like to use the example of, you know, when you see a burning barn or a burning combine, you run and you help your neighbors. It's what it's ingrained in us. You you pick up that casserole dish and you run, or you pick up that hose and you run with the fire truck. And our goal is that. It would be the same when it comes to mental health challenges, that they're not hushed conversations, that we really rally around someone and help support them and, and bring them that casserole dish or that water bucket when they're going through some mental health challenges. And the other thing that we know is that our community, the landscape is changing too. So how can we connect and, you know, where people can find resources in an easy way and really connect on those those levels of the stories, the relevancy. So that's where we're trying to facilitate those open conversations around mental health online at events, at boardroom tables, at kitchen tables. We are also, what we've strived to do over the past two years is build that community of resources online because what we found out, even in our own personal journey, is we didn't know where to go for help. It's like, hey, we know we have, we're going through some hard times, but where do we go? And there's so much information out there. So what we're trying to do is bring that all together and have that as a hub of resources on the website. So someone can go and to the website and look for national, regional, provincial resources, you know, ones that you can text, ones that you can call, ones that, you know, could be online or in person. And in part of that community pillar too is the research. The research is the backbone of knowing how we can help support our Farmers serve our egg industry, and we want to know more about mental health in, in agriculture. And then the third pillar that we're focusing on is really developing and bringing resources to agriculture. We know that resources are hard to access; they're hard to find, and there's not many of them in in rural areas. So we're hoping to bridge this gap in helping those helping those access those supports and bring them to agriculture.
0: That's great. I think that's really important. Is, is there a particular pillar that you find really needs the most support or or funding to to really get it to the mainstream level that you need? Oh yeah.
1: Um all of them. Because <laughs> uh, uh the more support, um uh, you know, the more help that we could provide our farmers if I would really have to say, of course, we know we need more resources. Um, mm-hmm. Every whether you are in the city or in a rural area, we need more mental health resources. But more specifically in rural areas, because it's just hard to find, hard to access. Mm-hmm. We know this is a gap that uh, this needs to be addressed. I was part of the the standing, uh, or testified in front of the standing committee. have been about a year and a half ago and they made 10 recommendations and that was one of them and even been in discussions with the the provincial government directly with the premier about how do we get more mental health support to those who need it but then if you bring it back a step i do feel that there needs to be more awareness Um, more awareness creates less stigma for people to feel that they can't access those those resources so it's kind of like the horse and the cart is you can have all the resources, but if people don't feel confident or people know that those resources are available, then it's hard for them to get access.
0: Absolutely. That makes so much sense. I'm curious, how far does the support that you guys provide reach in the, in the country? Is it a true kind of nationwide effort?
1: hmm our goal is to be nationwide. Um, we are a not-for-profit uh, for all of Canada. But with the co-founders being in Western Canada, in Saskatchewan, our focus has been, it's just been our comfort zone to be out in Western Canada. That's where our community is. That's where our contacts are But over the past couple of years, we've made great strides in taking do more across Canada. I've traveled um, to the western part of the country and then also the furthest east out in Newfoundland. So um, we do have lots of support across Canada um, and that we're hoping in the next. You know, next phase of do more is what can we do to even bring this, um, uh, you know, even further across Canada, you know, get into um, Ontario um, where they need also help and they have great supports in that area and in the maritime too. So we're looking at um, all sectors, all areas of Canada.
0: Has it has it been easy to find strong partners for the Do More Egg Foundation? We we see that industry partners uh, seem to be very interested in supporting the n- initiative. But ha- have you found it easy to partner with provincial mental health organizations and others that you know currently are providing some resources and help as, as well?
1: Yeah, you know. Um- Support has been absolutely amazing right from the start. Even before we uh, launched, uh, we had conversations with companies and they, they were um, huge supporters right at the start. So we've been very, very fortunate, um, both through, through companies, through industry associations like Paul's farmers. The, the support has been at all levels. And when it comes to you know uh, provincial support services, it's really a team approach um, because when you support one area, you're really supporting all of us um, and all of all of mental health. And it's through what we've learned for those provincial, um, services like, uh, you know, the SAS Farm Stress Line is what we're doing at Do More is bringing more awareness for people to call that support. So, it really takes a, a team effort, an industry approach to support each other in, in helping in helping farmers.
0: So, let's, let's talk a bit about the Community Fund for Mental Health First Aid Program. Uh, where, where did this idea come from and, and can you share just a little bit more more about the program itself?
1: Yeah, this idea came uh, after a couple um, things that happened. I remember sitting in my office prior to when Do More launched, and uh, one of the co-founders, Kim and I, she had called me, and I was working away, and she called, and she said, do you know there's a thing called mental health first aid? And I thought, no, like, you mean physical first aid? She, and she said, no, there is something out there that's called mental health first aid. And I had no idea, you know, in all the times that my family needed help, all of the Googling research that I did, I never came upon mental health first aid. So we looked into this program more because we know the industry and rural areas. We need more support. We need more services. We need more mental health professionals. And that's a long-term strategy. But we thought, what could we do in the short term that provides capacity to those in the community? It's on the preventative measures, the maintenance measures that we can really help and make a difference. And that was where... I also was part of the Bell Let's Talk campaign, and Bell does an amazing initiative. They also have a community fund where people can apply and they get uh, funds to do a community initiative. And we thought, what if we uh, do more, did something like this where communities could apply and they could get this type of training that would be at zero cost, um, to them and really get into get support into the hands of people people that want it. So we we launched the community fund a couple of years ago. We did it as a pilot the first year. We had great support from FCC who really helped us get this off the ground with their um, both in kind and, and funding funding help. And we were nervous. We were nervous when we launched it. Um, we had hopes of you know if, if six communities apply that was a win. We had. Uh, enough funds for about 12 communities. And within two weeks of launching it, um, just through a couple tweets, tweets, um, we had over a hundred communities apply. And that to us just just showed, it reinforced the need and the desire to get, tools and resources uh, to, to communities. So we, we've launched it again. Uh, we've been doing it for two years. So the first year was about a dozen communities. We've expanded it to about 25. But unfortunately, with COVID, we've had to shift uh, what we've offered and what we've done uh, to rather than be in person to more of a workshop or, or online. Well, that's that's great that you
0: know you could increase that coverage so so far and broadly across the province. That 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 is awesome and great to hear that you know there's still an offering even uh, during these unprecedented times where, where in-person meetings may not be as possible at the moment. What what skills and learning do it, do attendees take away from a program like this?
1: Yeah, so with um, the community fund, you can apply and you can you have a couple choices. You can take the mental health first aid training. So it's similar to physical first aid. It's a two-day session. I've taken it and it is, my husband and I have both taken it and we wish we'd have done it a decade or decades earlier because it really was life-changing for us. You develop tools and skills and confidence to talk about mental health, to really understand what mental health is, what mental illness is, and then how to help those around you. Uh, who are going through hard times, and also your yourself. Um, you really learn uh, preventative and maintenance measures on what self care looks like. What you need to fill up your your bucket and take care of yourself. We also offer, if communities maybe can have a two day course, depending on you know timing of the year. We're farmers. Two days is a lot of time to uh, to do. So we also offer. Uh, do More has created a workshop, which is to a lesser degree of mental health first aid. It's. Uh, It's offered over four hours, but it goes through this uh, similar things as to what mental health is and what you can do for yourself and how to support those around you.
0: That's fantastic. I I myself, uh, I'm sitting here like I need to look into this because that uh, just sounds like a really uh, great learning for anybody, you know, really who works in any kind of space to to really get that basic understanding. And and, uh, I, I think it sounds like a very, very valuable program.
1: You know, it's essentially like life Skills. Like that, and I walked away thinking, you know, those were just life skills of, you know, how to, you know, more self-awareness for yourself, taking the time for yourself and how to have courageous conversations with others. Because we know like mental health, it, it can be when you see someone going through a hard time or yourself, it can be some really hard, hard conversations and difficult conversations and awkward conversations. But this gives you just more confidence to have the courage on both sides to talk about it, because the more we talk about it, um the that breaks the silence, and I yeah, my husband and I um, uh, we're hoping to you know in a couple of years to take it again because there's always something that you you learn from from that mental health course.
0: Since the creation of Do More egg have you noticed that the conversations around mental health in the agriculture community have changed?
1: Yeah, when we first started to talk about mental health, um, we did, you know, outside of the, you know, the positive reception, like the 99.9% of uh, positive responses that we got back um, from people saying, you know, we needed this, we wanted this, we want to talk about it, um, we feel okay to talk about it. Um, We did get some negative responses. And some of those, uh, you know, were, we heard, you know, there's a time and place to talk about mental health and this isn't the time or place. And... Um, you know, stress is part of farming. So if you can't handle the stress, you can't call yourself a farmer. Um, but that's just, it goes to that stigma that we've never talked about and, and we don't know a lot about mental health. So what we've seen over the past few years of bringing this conversation to the forefront to really show that mental health you know, it's part of it's part of farming, and it's part of being healthy. We're seeing conversations happen at kitchen tables. We're we're hearing about them at boardroom tables, at industry events. I think Do More over the last three years has been part of over fifty um, events where we've presented and and talked about mental health, and that just helps because it then it's not so taboo. It shouldn't be a hush conversation. So it's not only happening, but but people are supporting those conversations, too. What we saw before is, you know, people would uh, say, you you know, don't talk about this. Now we're seeing people say, hey, you know, that sounds like you're going through a hard time. How can I help? What can I do? And that to us is, you know, that is one of our goals, um, to see that supportive community um, change that conversation, change that dialogue, and it really means so much to us. And it's it's really amazing to see how far we've come in such a short time.
0: Absolutely. Obviously, a lot of work still to be done, but it seems like things are definitely moving uh, very much so in the right direction, um, Mm -hmm. both the agriculture community and, and overall. But, but then we come to today where, you know, we are in unprecedented times going through a global pandemic. And I'm curious to hear from you how, how COVID-19 has really impacted um, the agriculture community and, and the mental health. I know many parts of agriculture it seems like have not changed um, mm-hmm. and has been able to continue on um, in many of the same ways it has in the past. But I'm interested to hear from you, you know, what the, that impact has been. To the community.
1: Yeah, and, and same. It would depend on I think where you are and what sector. where going out and talking to farmers. I heard a lot like, "Well, nothing changed. I was already social distancing. Um, nothing changed on our farm. There's only one or two of us." But then on the other hand, then you saw some some uh, segments or sectors in the industry and farmers go through such hard times. You know, on the on the livestock side, when processing plants started to be shut down, and then on Uh, for growers, uh, fruit and vegetable growers, not having um, employees or foreign workers be able to come and help through that. So it's, uh, and then milk for the dairy side, um, having to dump milk and and hear those heart-wrenching stories. So it all, it all depended on where you were. But what I saw overall in agriculture is if your farm wasn't being impacted, if you felt, hey, this isn't a stressful time for me right now, I saw Those farmers, that industry, lend a hand and support those industries that were going through a hard time. So it was really great to see how all of agriculture did did come together and say, hey, um, this is COVID-19 has thrown everyone for a loophole, whether it was, you know, if you were having to figure out on our farm. You know, I wasn't able to go uh, and be on the farm because our kids were at home and it was a safety uh, issue and concern. Um, and then homeschooling too. And uh, we had to, because we got more land over winter, we hired a couple of, of employees and we had to figure out, um, you know, what did what did that look like in terms of social distancing? And do you only operate one piece of equipment or, you know, sanitize, sanitization and all that front? But, you um, it was COVID nineteen. What has been really, really hard. Um, I'm going out and speaking with farmers across Western Canada, and you hear how stressful it was, both on the farming front and the family front. So, what I I think that the work that we've done over the past couple of years, um, launching a couple of years ago, and doing such hard work um, to bring those resources and that support and the the hub. Of community to agriculture has really helped us be in a in a good position to help farmers that were going through really hard times during COVID. Mm -hmm, Absolutely, I think it's it's great that you know all the work that you guys
0: have done and the resources you've created to date. You know that they have been there and and, um, available during this this difficult time for sure. Mm -hmm. As as we kind of wrap up today, I I just want to close with with one last question for you, Leslie. How how can people do more with mental health and agriculture and where can they go uh, for resources um, as as the takeaways kind of from this conversation say?
1: Yeah, we know um, through helping change the conversation around mental health and champion mental health and break that stigma, it really starts with with you. It starts by, you know, talking more to your family, maybe your farm team, um, those around you, those in your community. Talk more about mental health because that breaks that stigma and breaks that silence. And then the third or the second thing you can do is ask. Ask people. If you see that they're going through a hard time, you might not know what signs and symptoms that someone might be going through, but if you see that they're outside of their, you know, their their everyday normal, maybe they're coming to, to town less, or um, you, can, you might not be hearing from them on social media as much, or something seems off, you know, go in and ask them. Ask them how they're doing and ask them, um, you know, really how how they are doing, because um, they might be going through a hard time. And then the third thing that you can do outside of talking and asking is listening. We know that um, you don't have to be a mental health expert to, to lend a hand or lend an ear to someone who has the weight of the world on their shoulders. And just by listening and having them share what's going on, maybe um, the struggles that they're having can really make a positive difference, a positive impact on someone going through a hard time. So it starts with you. It starts by talking more and asking more and listening more, uh, all about mental health. And then where someone can go is if they themselves or if they know of someone, maybe they're supporting someone who's going through a mental health challenge, is they can go to our website at domore.ag. We have a list of regional, provincial, and national resources that you can call, text, do uh, something over Zoom or the Internet, or also in person. So depending on what you need, what you're looking for, my family, our farm, uh, family and both individually have sought professional help and they can make a world of difference. They've really helped us on how we can communicate better with each other, how to help when we are stressed out and going through really, really hard times. And then what we can do to um, individually take care, you know, fill up that, that bucket, fill up our gas tank. Um, Cause when you're, when you're healthy, then others around you can also get the support from you that they need. Thank you
0: so much, Leslie, for, a great conversation today, and and one that I hope is you know useful and impactful to to our community of growers listening. Uh, again, you mentioned your website, so you can find more information about Do More Egg at Do More and as well on Twitter at, at Do More Egg. Thank you so much, Leslie, and best of luck. I think what you guys have worked on and created is something definitely to be proud of, and, and one that we're very happy to support at SPG on behalf of you know, our board and our, our growers as well. So thank you for joining us today uh, on the Pulse of Perry's podcast. Uh, be on the lookout for a future episode diving into some of the market development work that we're doing in the area of sustainability and uh, ways to market Saskatchewan growers on farm efficiencies. For more information about SPG, please visit sasspulse.com and be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and the Google Play Store.